This podcast is being brought to you by our friends at Redmont Vodka. You can find them on the web at www.redmontdistilling.com. Okay, now, I like to read these Birmingham Wiki um, <laughs> bios. So this isn't the bio you gonna, were expecting. I, I was going to say, who wrote that? <laughs> right. This isn't the bio you were expecting. So after the bio, you have to say how accurate it was, like All a right. percentage, okay? Because I hadn't read my Birmingham Wiki, by the Dude, way. Dude, the Birmingham Wiki bios are the, they're trash. They are the absolute worst. I'm wondering which one of my opponents in the last race, like, went ahead and put it in, so I can't wait to see what you, which, what it's got to say. So let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Williams is the founder of Neurosafe, a reserve deputy sergeant for the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, president of the Crestline Neighborhood Association, and candidate for Birmingham City Council District 2. So that tells you something right there about how old it is. Grew up in Crestline, earned a degree in finance from Southern Southern Methodist University in Dallas. I didn't know that. Yeah. Worked as a manager for Moulton, Allen, and Williams until 2014, and then founded Neurosafe. Graduated for the from the Jefferson County Jefferson County Sheriff's Academy in 2010, and you're serving in the reserve unit for the Uniform Patrol Division right now. No, I'm just joking. You yeah. uh, served on junior board for Cornerstone Schools of Alabama, member of Rotaract. Um, yeah, just nice little candidate profile with your. Uh, that early young picture of yours without the beard. Yeah, no beard. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, <laughs> that was before I won. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, and now, um, first of all, tell me a joke. All right. Okay. This might be a little bit of a popsicle joke, <laughs> so don't don't hold me to it. Okay. How did the barber win the race? How did the barber win the race? He knew a shortcut. I told you, man. I told you it was going to be rough. That was a good one. That was a good one. Anything that um, makes me chuckle, I passes muster. Um, So let's start at that picture and that wiki. Yeah. So I didn't know you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? When you ran for office, I did not know who you were at at all. So in relative terms. As far as people sitting in that seat, I've known you a very short period of time. Yeah. But in that short period of time, we've had the opportunity to become really close. It's been about five years. Yeah. But I mean, most it's people, flu- yeah. most people here have been here about 20, yeah, yeah, friends yeah, of mine yeah, about yeah, 20 yeah, yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago. So um, tell me about your first term, how it felt, and then this second go round. You know, like, what's it, what, tell me. Are you on track doing what you want to do? Yeah. So uh, the picture that, you, that that you showed me from Birmingham Wiki, um, I still remember taking uh, my friend 
who's now my chief of staff, India Bailey, took that on her iPhone. I love uh, India. And she and she was like, "We're gonna put you in a button down in a suit." Because I, you know, at that time I couldn't afford to like have a, a campaign crew with like <laughs> professional <laughs> photographers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was my first time running for anything, and this is back in 2017. Um, and so we we're, I was like, "What's the what's something that people can identify as Birmingham?" And I was like, "Well, Vulcan." And India's like, "Hunter, you can't get." in a picture with Vulcan. Vulcan's, you know, <laughs> 300 feet in the air and you're six feet tall. So I was like, all right, well, let's just go over to the side, to the top of the city, and I'll just pop a picture of you and Birmingham will be in the background. But that just kind of shows, you know, the, you know, my how much of a novice I was going yeah. going into it in, in 2017. But man, listen, the now I don't know about the accuracy of that whole Beham Wiki page. I, there, there were some <laughs> things that were definitely true in it. I mean, there's some things that 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 um, are probably outdated, and maybe some things that aren't true. Um, but uh, I was president of the Crestline Neighborhood Association. But the reason that I chose to get in city politics um, at that time is twofold. One is I've always been interested in it. Okay. Back when I was in college, I came home and I interned uh, for that time, uh, Mayor Larry Langford okay. uh, in his economic development uh, division, which shows my age because that's obviously been a minute since he's been in office. Yeah. Um, and I've, Birmingham politics has always been something that's of interest to me. But the, the second fold and, and the second reason that I really got in is we had uh, and I represent District Two. Um, for people that don't know where that is, because a lot of people, yeah, a yeah. lot of people just know where you know which district they live in. Right. But District Two is huge. It's about a fifth of the county that that is in the city limits of Birmingham. It's all of Highway 280 goes all the way out to Shelby County. It's Crestline, Crestwood South, uh, Eastwood, Southeast Lake, uh, Brown Springs, Roebuck Springs, Huffman, um, so the rich Roebuck, folk. the rich folk. You know, we're, we're, it's, it's the east side. It's the east side that's not District 1. And it's, there's nothing wrong with the east side of the city. We, we want to we be the east side, no, no, not the no, least side. No, hold on now. No. I, let, me be, let me be clear. I love your district. I don't like far east, like the east. Like I'm a west side boy, so it's a, you know what I'm saying? It's that, but you have enough diversity yeah. in yours that I, I'm going to yeah. let you breathe. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man, like it, it was something that we that I felt like, all right, I, I got to make a decision. I'm either going and at this time. I'm a lot younger than five years younger than I was now. I was about to turn 30. And I was like, either I'm going to move to a different city. Um, because at that time, the city of Birmingham was blocking Uber into coming to the city. I remember we were the that. largest city at that time that did not have uh, ride sharing or Uber. Um, and, and now that you bring it up, that was a huge deal. That it was, was huge. just yeah. We blocked but now it for it's years, like, years, right? And because it was too dangerous, and yeah. I say dangerous in air quotes, right? Um, you know, and the one of the people blocking it was the representative that I was running against uh-huh. at the time, uh-huh. and so um, I said, I'm either going to work to fix it. Where I'm going to move to, you know, another city like Dallas, where I went to school. Right. Um, that and 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 Birmingham's, you know, home to me. And it, it's like I said, from from interning with uh, Mayor Langford to in so college, keeping to, you here all hinged on Uber. <laughs> well, yeah. but it, but but that just I'm sets. Joking. But that man that sets like the that sets the tone of what was going it, on exactly. at that time and how you know everyone thinks that the city's so progressive right now, but we haven't always been that way. 
I couldn't agree with you more. I think that that's, I said it tongue in cheek, but as I was saying, I was like, you know what? You doggone right. Because what Uber is to millennials and young people is it, it, it represents more than just the um, convenience yeah, and sure. the opportunity, the app itself, but it it's it's growth. It's it it shows yeah. progressive thoughts and mindsets and yeah. whatnot, and that the city will accept and and make an environment where millennials and younger can thrive. Yeah. And, and 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 it's and it's it's common sense progressiveness too. It's not some, right. it's not way out there. Right. We're it's not, not talking that... about some crazy yes. wild thing. Yes. It's common sense, and guess what? It's proven. Every other city in the United States has it. So that that was one of the impetuses me of, of me running, and um, and I ran. I got I ran against um, seven people, including the incumbent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got in a runoff um, with the incumbent, mm-hmm. and then I obviously ended up. Um, yeah, it was getting when, it the was seat. it was when you got in the runoff. I was like, all right. I'm rolling with him. <laughs> but before that, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if anybody got a chance for out here. I mean, you, man, know? you know, when eight people run in, a, yeah. in an election, it's kind of hard to – you can't get 51% if you got eight people running. And then the second um, time, what yeah. did I tell you? And I was, I was like, no name. No one knew me in Birmingham. Nobody. No name. Nobody. Yeah. I had never no heard of you. So the people in my – the neighborhood that I was the president of, obviously people knew – me yeah. and just in that neighborhood and my like immediate neighbors, but other than that, who the you know who who the hell is this guy? Yeah, and yeah. then the second time you ran, just as I will say this, you know, as a diligent um, city councilman and candidate, he genuinely was concerned about. His race, because I was telling you, dude, what the fuck are you thinking about? Yeah. You have yeah. nothing to worry you about. Got, you got this shit in the bank. Don't you could you could you could sleep for the next three three months and you'd be fine. And that's but but you know what? It's such a good thing to to the process of running is is, is very important. Yeah. Because during the regular um, you know non-election cycle years you're not really knocking door to door. Mm-hmm. And so you don't get that face-to-face interaction with as many of the constituents as you do. And you're not phone banking. Right. You're not touching people as much. And you can't really do that with taxpayer dollars. And so you have to raise money to do it on your own. Right. And so the election is an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I had a meeting yesterday with the mayor about when the mayor and I were campaigning, we 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 told a, a couple of a, a very nice uh, gentleman and his wife that we would look at fixing this sidewalk that is by their house. And I sat down with the mayor yesterday morning. I said, Randall, I, that's you know what I I call him Randall when it's just <laughs> right. him and I in the room. But I, you know, Mr. Mayor, we still haven't fixed that sidewalk. We got to get on that because yeah. you know. We're going door to door, and we're That's asking right. these people to uh, to give us an opportunity to serve them. So, yeah. anyway, is he gonna fix the sidewalk? I need to make a phone call. He better be listening to this damn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. I, I did my part. Just yeah. did. <laughs> no, nah, listen. If 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 he says see, that's one good thing about about Randall is is that if if he says he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it. Absolutely. So, and that's that's one of the good things that 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 we have uh in a mayor so you know sometimes people slick talk yeah get the way out of it yeah we'll work on it yeah but he if he says he's gonna do it he's gonna do it that's good to hear well let's take a quick break and when we get back we're gonna play some this or that
All right. At Alabama Power, there's nothing more important to us than our customers and the communities we serve. Alabama Power is more than your reliable source of electricity. We're committed to building the future of energy and providing innovative solutions to our customers. Alabama Power offers energy efficiency tips to help lower your bills, and the company supports agencies that offer bill assistance. Alabama Power initiates and supports efforts to grow the economy and elevate the state of Alabama. And yes, we are also your reliable source of electricity. Alabama Power is for a better Birmingham and a better Alabama. All right, there are a couple of things that I always do. And there are a couple of things I always forget. One of the things I always do and forget is ask people about their social media handles, right? So people can follow you on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So what's your Instagram? So my Instagram is Hunter4Bham, and the four is the numeral four. So it's Hunter4Bham. Twitter? The same thing. Gotcha. And then, yeah. of course, they can just look you up, Councilman. Yep. yep. Um, Facebook, it's Counselor Hunter Williams. Cool. Now, what is your favorite charity? You know, we have some good ones in Birmingham. We do. But there's two that stick out, Jones Valley Teaching Farm and Ruffner Mountain. Love them both. Well, if you choose not to answer one of these questions, you have to make a $100 donation to one of those charities. So okay. that in that right. motivates you to answer instead of <laughs> playing politician and oh well, you know. So, here right. we go. Come on. Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Regents. Okay. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Protective. Okay. Crossplex or Legion Field? Legion Field. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Zoo. Sloss <gasps> Furnace or Vulcan Park? Sloss. You can tell he's a fan of McWayne. <laughs> I mean, man, I'm on the board of Sloss. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama Theater or Lyric Theater? Alabama. Downtown or Five Points? Which Five Points? I, I love it when people <laughs> say that. Your choice. I'm going to go out there and say five points west. We got some stuff going on out there. Absolutely. Do you, I'm going to veer off a little bit here. Well, first, Barons or Squadron? Barons. Legion or Stallions? Legion. All right. Beach or Lake? Man, I love the water. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. I'd rather go to the beach for the weekend than the lake, but <laughs> you don't always get to do that. Yeah. But yeah, beach. You'd rather be at the beach. Um, Alabama or Auburn? Bama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Tupac or Biggie? Biggie? My man, <laughs> thank you. Everybody says Tupac, and I'm a Biggie fan. Well, I'm a fan of both, but yeah. anyway. So, um it's funny, um, I'm talking to you all now. Hunter is kind of like Randall, right? They love me, and they were like, of course we support you. But both of them were super nervous about 
what are you going to ask me? What are you going to ask me? <laughs> so we were just chatting about what we're going to talk about this second part. And you wanted to talk about what's going on in the city right now. Yep. And it's, you know, not only is it a lot going on in the city, it's a lot going on in the world. But as it relates to the city right now and, you know, I love talking public safety and you were the public safety chairman. I would love to ask you your thoughts on the police and you know was this was that really a blue flu going on and if that's the case man are we taking care of our police officers or not and and if not what do we need to be doing because i personally am a huge fan of our boys in blue and our law enforcement and just want to know your thoughts on that. Yeah. So first, I want to start off by saying this, and this isn't just a political plug, but it, but it, this is for real. We have an awesome department. A lot of departments in Alabama and Jefferson County and in the United States do not police the way that Birmingham police police. Mm. What I mean by that, our department um, looks like, um, from a demographic perspective, the people that they police. Mm -hmm. So we don't mm -hmm. have an all-white police force policing a 70% black city. Mm -hmm. And every time it seems that there are issues and we start talking about defund the police and we start talking about um, Which predatory... Which I, <laughs> well, I I hate... But when we talk about predatory policing, and, and we all know that it happens across America and it happened, you know extremely rampantly in the past, and hopefully we're getting better. But it seems to be the departments that don't look like the people they're policing That's are the right. ones that have the issues. So hats off to the men and women of BPD. Absolutely. Um, I think Absolutely. that they do a very, you know, no one's going to be perfect. I'm not saying every single officer is sure. perfect, but we do have a good department, and I'm proud of what they do. And I'm proud of the, and it's not just leniency, but the, but they you know, they use their own common they sense. They use great to, discretion. To, to yeah. Indiscretion, that's, the, yeah. that's a better word, when it comes to a situation instead of slapping handcuffs or tasing everybody and everybody's going straight to jail. Um, the original question about the blue flu, you know, there are a higher number of people that are calling out sick. And let's look at what's going on in the county, right? Mm -hmm. So you got the personnel board of Jefferson County. And that is where all the police departments, with the exception of Hoover, um, ha right. ha have to be hired through. Right. And then you have different pay scales. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, there's differences in department. If I'm, if I'm working for BPD, I'm busting my ass running from call to call to call. And there's a good chance that someone's going to want to fight me or someone's going to, you know— there's a good chance that, you know, I'm really putting myself out there. Right. If I'm working for Mountain Brook Police, there's a good chance I need to decide what I'm going to eat for lunch that day. Right. And so that— and, Sprinkled and I, or chocolate. Yeah. And yeah, so, donuts. <laughs> <laughs> but so—and so there's a difference in, in what agency you police in. And, mm -hmm. I, and, and we have um, one of the most difficult uh, agencies to work for because of our call volume. Our call volume is the number one in the state of Alabama— um, of any call center that goes through our 911 system. And sure. so, yeah, what does that mean? That means that I'm busting my ass going from call to call to call to call to call. And the more time, more calls you do in a day, the more chances are that you, you're putting yourself out there in harm's way, which we all know our police do. So what does that mean for our police? I think that it is a very hard decision to ask them to stay at Birmingham police when you have 
maybe an over the mountain or a, or a, a neighborhood, you know, police paying more to do less. Say exactly, paying more to do less. Mm-hmm. And so, and and so, I understand the mindset there. There has been a day where Birmingham uh, paid more than other departments. Mm-hmm. Um, will will we be able to compete with um, you know? A Hoover or a state trooper salary, probably not, mm-hmm. and they'll probably go on mm-hmm. forever. But do we need to do whatever we can to make sure our officers uh, have adequate pay? Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see some pay increases uh, in the near future. And I think that um, that the that the police officers are being heard. Cool. Um, I do think that. Um, you know, I will say this, the blue flu isn't as dramatic as maybe as if you flip on the TV or go go to AL.com or whatever, you know, there's a blue flu, blue flu. It might've been a dozen. So what I did is I, you know, I caught when they said blue flu, I was like, well, hell, my district better be covered. So I called my captain over my, (laughs) over my district and I said, what's going on? And, and, uh, the captain uh, said we got every beat covered, so <laughs> don't you covered. worry about it. Because right. she knew she knew that that was you know sure. if I'm gonna I'm gonna look out for my district on that. But Absolutely. but yeah. So the point is is that yeah, it shows one thing: the police officers are frustrated that they are uh, doing more work than other municipalities, yet they're getting their their starting pay, which means that their pay down the line as they yeah. progress, you know, in years is less. And so I think that. Um, I do think that the mayor understands how important it is, and I do think that we will see um, very soon, uh, hopefully as soon as uh, the committee of the whole meeting called this Monday, that maybe we'll have some uh, some answers. Outstanding. Now, the city as a whole, right, I have been, you know, on record. I loved the past city council. And I love this one even more. (laughs) I really do. Um, You know, I'm cool with everybody not exactly agreeing every single time on every single thing. But when I look at the end vote and where you guys are taking the city, I applaud you. My question to you is. And, and with the understanding that, you know, you can't tell everything as it relates to economic development and things the city are doing. Is the city going where you want it to go? Is it as as a, a member of the council? And what does that look like? You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of I kind of dig you and Crystal and Clinton and the young folks, I want you know what I'm saying. I want to know what you guys think. Where where does the city need to go? Yeah. So to answer your question, uh, no and yes. Okay. Um, and this is That's why fair. this is why I say that. Um, I'm not a patient person. If there's a line to get into like mm. a, a concert or a, or anywhere, I'm like, oh shit, maybe I'll just you know <laughs> wait a minute or not go. I'm yeah. not patient, and and I've always worked in the private sector. And, Where things move very and, fast, and like you know, when a decision's made, then that's what's going to be done. <laughs> right. Government doesn't work like that. Government's not supposed to work like that. At first, it was more frustrating. Now I understand why there has to be more checks and balances. Mm-hmm. It's taxpayers' money. It's not our money. Mm-hmm. Unlike a corporation, mm-hmm. but 
Are we overall going in the right direction? Yes, and this is why. We have talked about building a dome stadium for 30 years in this city. I actually have a T-shirt from when I worked at City Hall 15 years ago for when I went to a groundbreaking for the Dome Stadium that never was built. Right. And so, um, you know, it's something we talked about. Well, instead of the city doing it by itself, we involved the state and the county, and so we got it done. Yeah. So the city's been running in a path where, like, the city's running down one lane. You got the county running down a completely different lane, and you got the state of Alabama running a completely different lane. Yeah. And so when all three groups are running down these different lanes, ain't nothing getting accomplished except little things for each one of those right specific entities I like right that, i like that birmingham times thing that showed how you yeah. guys have all been working together yeah and so we we're doing stuff like like we have a council round table where we have which i'm a member of where we have counselors from every single municipality in jefferson county just like the jefferson county mayor's association really and that and we meet every single month and we figure out ways that we can work together. I never knew about that. Yeah, I heard man. of all of the others. Yeah. I didn't know it's, the council. It's, it's for real, like, yeah. yeah. And so, but we have younger people and, and it might not be, a, it's not fair to say it's because of younger people, but we have people that are cool with working with other people to get the project done instead of saying like, you know, there's all these, we talked about maps tax to try to get the stadium built. And we mm. talked about all these things, you know, in the past where, where the city taxpayers were going to have to pay for it on their own. Right. Well, guess what? We can't afford that right. as a city. Right. We can't. As right. much, even though we're the biggest city uh, in the state, and I'll even argue with the census on that, even though we are the biggest city in the state, uh, we, can't, we can't afford all that kind of stuff. Right. We could not have gotten the USFL. Without the assistance of the county, um, we would not have Protective Stadium. We would not have the new Legacy Arena. We would not have the World Games. Um, you know, we're splitting that cost with the state of Alabama and mm -hmm. Jefferson County. None of these things that we have that we've never had in Birmingham, we wouldn't have if we weren't all working together. I think that I talked to, there's one county commissioner and, one, and a couple state legislatures I think I talked to almost as much as my colleagues, because we got to run down the same path. And they're the ones doing economic development for the state and the county. And so if I'm not talking to them and I can't leverage, you know, let, let's say, okay, Birmingham will put in $10, y'all mm -hmm. put in, you know, $5, mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll con the state into three. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. you know, if mm -hmm. we're not doing that kind of mindset, then then we're going to have what we've always had. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, it's frustrating because we move slow. Um and we're, and when I go visit other cities, we're not we're not there yet all the way. Yeah. Uh, so that's the no part of my answer, but the yes is, hell, we we we're doing things that we talked about for the past thirty years. Cool. Now you brought up the World Games. World Games is coming. What sports are you going to want to go see? <laughs> <laughs> Have you looked into so, that stuff yet? So, so I'll admit. Some of the sports, I don't know what they are when I look at them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's some cool stuff on there. I know I'll be at the opening and closing ceremony. I'll probably go to uh, as many games as I can that are, you know, at nighttime. So, yeah, you know, I got to yeah. work. Right, I right. Got to pay that mortgage. But, uh, but no, I think that um, there was there's uh, there's skydiving. There's, yeah. some, there's some crazy stuff in there that would be cool to see. Um, let's, the wrestling. Let's, let's you and me yeah. go to the drone flying. 
Oh, I, I heard about that too. Want to check be that cool. out? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. yeah. I'm in. We'll we'll done. we'll go check out done. the drone flying yeah, together. Done. All right. Done. Now, before I go, I got to ask your advice on something. Right. Yesterday, I had my um, girlfriend's little boys with me, and um, I was messing with the older one about you know girls and this that, and the other. So the little one, right? <clears throat> I asked him about kissing and stuff, you know, to see if it was time to have the talk with him yet. And turns out that he 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 does he's sick, he's six, right? Yeah. And he does have kind of like an understanding of a romantic kiss versus a friendly kiss. Would you have and, and it just all came out because I was talking to his older brother. Are you prepared for the fact that six-year-olds need to have the conversation? You know what Man, I'm saying? Listen, so here's, here's yeah. Talk uh, about the state of Birmingham. I'm just saying. Well, Ooh. I'm not a parent. I don't have any kids. I don't know how to answer that. But here's here's what I'll say. So I'm openly gay. I have a partner, right? Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that about me mm -hmm. because I... And, and I never ran on it, and I never talk about it. And this is why. is because I want to do the best job that I can do for this city. Right. I didn't sign up to do this so people so to get a list of people to sleep with. Right. So whatever's going of, on, yeah. d d that's nobody else's business. And right. so I want to be a professional. I want to bring a professional presence to the Birmingham City Council, and I want our city uh, to perform better. And, and provide better for the taxpayers and the people specifically living in my district. Um, and so here's my thing on that: is you can, it's they're going to know about it because it's going to be talked about it in school or whatever. But there's no there's no right age to start talking about stuff like that. And I don't think that it needs to be forced down anyone's throat. But I would rather. But as there a parent, is. I, I'm gonna push back. There is a right age. Not saying I won't say you're right. There isn't a right age, but there's always a right time, right? And yeah. we have to be looking for the right time. And yeah. I, I would rather know where they are, you know, because I have older yeah. boys, I have a younger daughter, you know, the whole night. I'd rather know where they are, yeah, by asking some questions. And like he was like, okay. Uh, I I don't want to kiss boys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, that was part yeah. of the conversation. Well, we went down this long conversation about that not being bad. Yeah, that's about choice. You yeah. know what I'm saying. And so that's one of the reasons I wanted to go there with you for the simple fact that man, I hate the vilification. Yeah, I have fr I have dear friends like you. You know what I'm saying? I hate the vilification. And so I want us to start having more outward conversations, accepting, uh, um, being positive and being supportive. Because the truth of the matter is I fell in love with you before I knew you was gay. You know what I'm saying? I say that. <laughs> That's like everybody pun. else. <laughs> and, 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 and guess what? Now you motherfuckers are stuck with me. So, yeah. But, but, but for real, what, what, I guess what the point I'm getting at is, you know, yeah, I agree with you. You got to be, you got to be open and uplifting and not vilify anything, but also, you know, 
you don't want to confuse a young child. What does a six-year-old know about sexuality? Right. I mean, you know, they might get confused and think, oh, well, that's my buddy. That's who I play football with or that's who I play basketball with. You know, you don't want that confusion for the child either. Right. And so it's a there ain't no right answer, but there's definitely some wrong answers. But I think there that there are definitely some wrong but there, answers. But you know, if you got if your if your intent is to make sure that your child's going in the right path and and, and understands everything, mm-hmm. you know, that's good. One thing that concerns me that the um, LGBT whatever the gay community mm-hmm. does. Sometimes, and I think that this is more of like a super liberal agenda is is sometimes trying to educate children that are that are so young on sexuality when they might not understand it. No, no, no. It, and, and and you can't do that yeah, to a child. Let the yeah. child be a child. Kids need to be kids. Let 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 them play football and and basketball you just have to and, provide and whatever opportunities yeah. for them to talk and just about open. where they yeah. are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Don't don't tell them where to be. Yeah. You you provide avenues to to identify where they are, and you show them love and support, and make sure that they understand that you know, like with with him, he knows there's a difference between when I kiss him and his mom. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that he, he knows there's something different there, yeah. and that's all we need to be talking yeah. about right now. <laughs> so I think I think the main thing for parents is to just be open whenever your kids want to come talk to you about something, whether it be about sex whether it be about drugs whatever what the heck yeah tough conversations you got to have with your kids about especially in this city in this day and time about being like stay you know staying ahead of the game when it comes to guns and shit like that they don't see it on tv and the internet and their phones and your phones because they own your phones and you think they don't have access yeah so So just being open to them and then when they come to you be able to have an open conversation but i definitely wouldn't say push a child in any direction because that ain't right and um you know uh, let kids be kids. Sometimes kids don't need to know about all this stuff. That's um, another thing. But I know. But they're they're curious. And now there's all this, you know, like you said, phones, iPads, all that junk that we never had. Um, right. You know. So you know. So I didn't know about anything. Any of that. Anything before like that. I before <laughs> I let you go, I got one question for you. Next election, Randall won't be running for mayor. Will you? I'll be giving $100 to my charity. (laughs) (laughs) I want to thank my friend and Birmingham City Councilman for District 2, Mr. Hunter Williams, for joining us. And I want to thank my brother, Mr. Williams, for having me on his podcast. My man. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63 and urbanham.com. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by the World Games. Visit their website at TWG2022.com for tickets, vendor information, volunteer opportunities, and more.